All right, good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for being here. We are, we've got some speakers that are gonna come up and give some comments uh, around how we as community members and the business community can do our part to keep the economy open. We appreciate that the governor has opened our economy, but now it's up to us to heed our responsibility to keep that open. So our first speaker today is Dave Cook, the Director of Public Health from Johnson County. Thank you, Mark, and thank you everyone here for gathering to support this uh, important time that we're at right now. As you know, the world has changed significantly over the last several months. Every single person on this planet has been affected by COVID-19. We cannot say that in our recent history. And it will take actions on every single person in this community, in this county, and in this state uh, to protect the most vulnerable in our communities. It is true that the recent surge in positive COVID-19 cases have been in the 20 to 25 age group. And oftentimes these individuals have milder symptoms, less hospitalizations, but the important aspect to remember is that these are also individuals that are working in our long-term care facilities, working in our hospitals, working in our daycares, visiting their parents, visiting their grandparents, and oftentimes unknowingly potentially spreading the virus. So this is a time really for us uh, to take action, to, to make individual decisions, to wear a mask, to physically distance from other individuals, to certainly stay home if you're not feeling well. These are all important actions that we must take. This is our own social responsibility to others in the community and we need to each uh, take an active role and make a conscious decision uh, to, to utilize these proven mitigation strategies. For individuals, if you've tested positive or if you are a contact of a positive and Johnson County Public Health reaches out to you via email or telephone or text message as part of our investigation, please help us do our work and uh, contact us, re respond to us immediately so that we can continue to do this work. We've got disease prevention specialists and contact tracing teams that are working seven days a week to stay ahead of the increase in cases. If you're a business, we urge you to follow the public health measures and the guidelines. Uh, we also urge you to look at your illness uh, policies so that if somebody does come to you, or one of your employers comes to you that's not feeling well, that they feel like they can, they can take uh, sick leave and not come to work and not have to um, have that burden as well to, to attend work <clears throat> just to be able to pay their bills. Also businesses we'd like to, to offer uh, services. Johnson County Public Health has routinely for the last several weeks been reaching out to businesses. We've also been taking calls from businesses to review the, your reopening guidelines and protocols. Uh, we urge you to contact us so we can provide any guidance and answer any questions that you may have. We're more than happy to do that. We want to be a community leader and a partner as well. Uh, and, and finally, as I, as I mentioned at the beginning, this has affected every one of us. It's going to take every one of us to help slow the virus. And uh, we absolutely are in this together. Thank you very much. Thank you, and all the speakers will be available afterwards for questions. Uh, now we're gonna bring up separately the three leaders of our local uh, hospitals, 
Uh, first, we'll have Judith uh, Johnson Makota, who's the director of the Iowa City Veterans Administration Hospital. She'll be followed by Margaret Reese, who is the president of the Mercy Iowa City F Hospital Foundation. And last, uh, Suresh Gunasekran, who is the CEO of the University of Iowa Healthcare and Clinics. Good afternoon, everyone. The Moving Forward Plan developed by the Iowa City VA Healthcare System is a well-measured, data-driven approach that will allow us to coexist with COVID-19 and ensure that our veterans, our staff, and our community is safe. Uh, any visitors, family, veterans, staff that enter a VA facility undergo a screening, and they're required to have a mask upon entry. In addition, all VA staff are required to wear a face shield at all times. We know that patients need the procedures and appointments that have been postponed due to the virus, and we need to ensure that the veterans receive the care and attention that they deserve. We can do that, but not on our own. We need the help of everyone in the community to make sure we can keep our patients safe and to help our partners in healthcare the ability to implement their restarting plans as well. The businesses that we rely on that supply us the PPE and the equipment, the contracting services that we rely on in this community, the emergency healthcare workers that we interact with have to be safe and healthy as we move forward. Following CDC, state, and public health guidance will allow that, and doing this will allow us to all move forward together. Thank you. Good afternoon, my name is Margaret Reese. I'm with Mercy Iowa City, your community hospital, uh, for many, many years. And we have been through together in this community many health crises in the past. And we are now facing another uh, public health crisis. And we ask everyone to participate and do their part, do their best uh, to help contain the spread of this virus. It's very easy to do, and we're asking everyone to do two very simple things on a daily basis. That is to wear a mask or face covering uh, wherever you go and when you're in close proximity to others. And also to keep that physical distance uh, from others. Very simple ways, but absolutely every single person can contribute to saving the lives and saving the health and well-being of others in our community and across the country. By wearing a face covering, a mask, a face shield, you are showing strength, you are showing compassion, you are showing empathy for others, and you are doing your part. You are making a difference in other people's health and well-being. So please do those things. Be better together with us. Please stand together. We are all in this together, and we appreciate your contributions very, very much. Thank you. Good afternoon, good to be with you. Um, everyone at UI Healthcare is uh, prepared for this pandemic and uh, uh, we have the rooms, we have the beds, we have the staff to take care of this, but that's not really what we're here to talk about. What we're here to talk about is hopefully not having to use these beds. And as Margaret very eloquently said, 
The focus of today is what we can do to take control of this public health situation. And rest assured, we're at a very, very critical moment, a pivotal point, if you will, where we're seeing a, a very large spike in cases in Johnson County. Every single day for the last week, we've seen this increase. We've seen this increase, particularly amongst a new demographic that's uh, between the age of 20 and 30. And we see that uh, uh, there has not been as much social distancing and as much compliance with face coverings as we would want to see. And I will tell you that if this trend continues for a few more weeks or a few more months, we will lose the ability to control this situation. The reason I'm here today is not to talk about UIHC, but to talk about our business community and our community's health as a whole. There's nothing more that I want than to uh, keep our businesses open and thriving during this very difficult time. There's nothing more that I want to see than uh, a start to the school year that we are all looking forward to. But if we want to get there, it begins with making some changes now. It requires us to recommit ourselves to always following the social distancing guidelines, to when we go into restaurants or businesses, that we always wear face coverings when we're indoors, that when we are able to, that we socialize outdoors and take advantage of outdoor spaces within our restaurants and other businesses. Ultimately, we have the ability to stay safe and keep our businesses open, but that's going to require vigilance on everyone's part. And uh, today, I look forward to hearing from the other speakers, because what we are going to do here is take a community uh, approach where we support each and every one who's trying to get this done. And uh, I, I thank everyone for their efforts, and uh, I'm actually optimistic that we can make this happen. Thank you. Next up will be Rod Leonards. He's the Senior Vice President and Director of Finance and Operations for the University of Iowa. Good afternoon. Um, I'm proud to represent the University of Iowa today with so many important and, and driven community leaders at a very important time for our university and, and for our community. Um, as has been said, the recent and current and trending spikes in COVID are happening amongst those in the younger age groups of our society. And this August, the University of Iowa will be welcoming back 32,000 students to our university and to our community. To that end, our university and many across our university are working tirelessly to make sure our campus is doing everything it can do physically and procedurally so that we can minimize the spread of COVID and have, as has been mentioned, a rewarding and engaging fall semester 2020. One of those elements of our procedures is a requirement that every student, every faculty member, every staff member, and every visitor will wear a mask or face covering when entering a university building and when engaging in laboratory or classroom gatherings. Um, that's what we're here for today, to, to try to find those ways to, to minimize that spread. This is not an easy task. We're seeing it all over uh, to, to get that kind of momentum for people to do it. It's not simple to wear a mask. Uh, we're also in a time when, when society is facing a lot of challenges and a lot of stresses, and we're encouraging and, and asking our entire university community to be kind to one another to look after one another. One of the reasons to wear the mask is for your neighbor, your classmate, your coworker, your community member. Um, we would often say smile 
but it's a little tough to smile behind a mask. Uh, I've tried smiling with my eyes. It doesn't work very well. Uh, but one of the things that it, in, a, in a communication to the university community this morning that I introduced and we thought some about, and, it, and I've tried it, and it works. We have, a, we have a remarkable new tradition, relatively new tradition at the University of Iowa, when at the end of the first quarter of our football games, we all turn and wave to the Stead Family Children's Hospital patients. Uh, we're the corners on the market for the wave. And recently, wearing the mask inside and out, I have tried this instead of just the football game days, but every day. When you walk by somebody, just give them a simple wave. And almost universally, I find somebody waves right back. Um, it's hard to tell if they're smiling or if they're angry or if they're troubled, but giving that small greeting can help make a difference and help make wearing a mask a little easier and maybe a little more something tied to our University of Iowa and our community spirit. So we encourage all of you to. We will work through this together. We're confident that this will be a fruitful and engaging and, and um, inspirational fall for all of us. And thank you to all of those who are here uh, and to all of you for, for making this commitment for us and for your neighbors. Thank you. Thank you. On behalf of the local economic development organizations, Kate Moreland, president of the Iowa City Area Development Group. Good afternoon. On behalf of my partners at the Iowa City Area Business Partnership, Think Iowa City, and the Iowa City Downtown District, we are urging our community to be vigilant with masks and social distancing as the number of cases are on the rise in Johnson County. The strength of our local economy is dependent on the businesses being able to stay open. Another shutdown would simply be disastrous and many of our businesses will not survive. We're encouraging all businesses to continue use the requiring masks of employees and patrons. And we as a community must do our part to project the well-being of all. Additionally, our local economy here depends on the University of Iowa safely opening this fall and it is vital that our K-12 students have the best chance for a quality education in the coming school year. We must respond to this recent increase in cases together. Our commitment to act with caution now is critical to reduce the impact on health, jobs, and the economy in the coming months. Thank you. We've asked a couple business, uh, businesses to represent themselves and talk about what they're doing to keep their employees and patrons safe and to encourage their fellow businesses to do so as well. So first up is Ben Smart. He's the executive chef of uh, Big Grove, St. Birch, and Pullman. Ben? Good afternoon. Um, I got a little bit late notice that I was going to be here, so I'm not as prepared as the rest of everybody here, but I'm honored to be here to represent uh, what I think is a really vibrant downtown community. Um, and I think there's some things that our company's been doing uh, and we can always be doing more, but I'd like to share a little bit of those practices uh, in hopes that other community uh, members and businesses would follow suit so that we don't face another, another shutdown. Uh, first of all, the restaurant business, as a lot of people know, is, is run on extremely thin margins. Um, so cutting uh, income by up to 90% was incredibly challenging. Um, through the support of the community, we were able to, to make it to this point. And now that we're back open, the last thing that any of us want is to, is to be shut down again. So in, 
in trying to do our part, obviously masks, right? Masks, masks, masks. We keep saying it, but that's, that's, there's a reason. So all of our employees are, are required to wear masks. Additionally, um, we are also doing temperature checks for all of our employees. It's a very simple forehead check. Uh, and they also fill out a small questionnaire before every single shift uh, saying whether, how they've been feeling, uh, whether or not they've been exposed to anybody who uh, has COVID-19. And if the answer is yes, or if they have uh, a temperature higher than 100.4, they're not, they're not allowed to work that shift. And they're strongly, strongly urged to go get testing. Um, in doing so, as long as they're actively trying to get testing, we're paying for sick leave. That's, that's not something that is standard in our, in our uh, industry, but we think it's really important um, to incentivize employees not to come when they're sick. Uh, we know that a lot of our employees need those tips, need that wage for the day, and if we can remove that barrier and allow them to feel comfortable saying, no, I'm not gonna stay, I'm not gonna come to work, I'm gonna stay home to ensure everybody's safe, then, then that means everything to us. So that's one simple thing that we've done. If someone were to come down and uh, have coronavirus and get COVID-19, we're paying 14 days uh, paid leave, and that's to ensure that they can stay home and self-quarantine for that entire time. I think that these are some really simple things. Uh, with obviously every place that has a patio, we urge uh, people to dine outside where uh, obviously the fresh air is, is, is less likely to be um, breathing that same recirculated air. So I would urge anybody that owns a business, owns a restaurant that downtown, you gotta do these simple, simple things because I agree, I'm not sure that a lot of our businesses can survive another shutdown. So please be safe, wear your mask. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Uh, next, next, we have Veronica Tesler. She is a strong local advocate on a variety of issues and also happens to be the owner of Yotopia. Veronica? Hi, good afternoon, everyone. Um, I just wanted to thank you all for listening and being here and to the work that all of these folks have been doing. And um, thank you to Ben from um, uh, for laying out the different um, precautions and protocol that a lot of us are taking. Um, at Yotopia, we were closed uh, for a solid two months in response to the COVID epidemic, and um, it was extremely uh, challenging, like Ben mentioned, 90% uh, decrease in, 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 in sales and in, in revenue, and that has a huge impact um, personally and for my staff and for the vibe, uh, for the sustainability of my business. I don't want to see another shutdown. We have reopened for self-serve in the safest manner imaginable after uh, three months of being closed, and so we are limiting one group in at a time to get their froyo. We are sanitizing all handles and we are requiring masks of both staff and of customers we have uh, masks for customers um, should they need it but we encourage them to reuse them and use them in any enclosed space um, we are also just in terms of the self-serve operation again one group in at a time all handles are sanitized the customers are required to sanitize their hands before we hand them a cup um, we are taking all sorts of uh, additional protocol um, measures to sanitize high touch points. We are not allowing in-store um, seating at this time, and we are really grateful to the downtown district for putting out these patio tables and um, 
and picnic tables so that we can enjoy the fresh air. I spent much of March and April applying for all sorts of grants and loans. As a small business owner, this, these things are not in my wheelhouse. I, I'm not a financial expert or a legal expert. This was ex extremely difficult. Um, we were grateful and very thankful to receive some um, grants from uh, both federal and state, um, but the money's gonna run out and we're, there's not gonna be money to do this again. Um, so I am urging all small businesses um, in, in downtown and throughout Johnson County to require masks of both uh, staff and of customers. Um, we need to level the playing field here. You know, If I'm doing business one way, because I think that the safety of my um, staff and customers and community is important and others are not doing those same things. Um, it's not an even playing field. So we all really need to do our part. I urge business owners to take um, those measures and in response, you know, with the lack of responsible leadership uh, uh, higher up, it's really on each of us to do um, our part. And uh, I don't want to see a shutdown again. And um, we are really all in this together. So thank you. When COVID first reared its head this spring, uh, one local physician took it upon himself to help make sense of all the information that was coming fast and furious and create a toolkit for business owners to build awareness and, and champion what they were gonna do within their business to keep their employees and, and patrons safe. Uh, and today we have Dr. David Krupp, who founded that the maskofwellness.com, uh, or is it .org? Dot .com. Uh, here to talk to the, uh, us about this effort that is now becoming a national effort, and we want to get all businesses in the state of Iowa to go to that website, sign up, and adhere to his policies and, and recommendations. So, Dr. Krupp? Thank you for having me. I'm David Krupp. I've been an emergency physician for 20 years here in the community, and I have seen the impact upon wellness. And the wellness is not just the physical aspect. We all know that. It's also the social, the emotional, the economic toll that this has taken. So in early in April, myself and a group of volunteers started Mask of Wellness to, to address those elements, as well as try and curb the spread of COVID-19 at this time. And through three basic impactful measures, we can do this. And so we started these COVID-conscious businesses where people can sign up at, at uh, maskwellness.com and get some signage and other elements so patrons can search out for those places that are safer for the, the individual and the employees and the community in these areas that don't have the mandates. And through these impactful measures, we can change the course of this pandemic. And I wanna say, America, we got this. It only takes three simple impactful measures to curb this pandemic. First, we all wear masks. The science is there. I know there's controversy with this. We'll come back to that. Second is hygiene. Hygiene is not just my own personal hygiene, it's my distancing hygiene, and as well as my workspace hygiene, and quite a bit of attention to detail upon that. Visualizing the virus and how it spreads can change the course through the hygiene methods there. Distancing being very important. Last is the employee health measures. If you're sick, stay home. Sometimes it's minor symptoms, sometimes they're major symptoms, but if there's the possibility you have COVID, stay home, notify your employer, and you've seen the great measures taken by these companies that are there to help support the employees through this challenging time by allowing them to stay home, by supporting this process. So these three simple, impactful measures, wear a mask, attend to hygiene, and if you're sick, stay home with the employee health login to require, so employees have to sign in so they do not come sick to work sick and spread this virus. 
We can change this pandemic. We have liberty right now in some areas to wear a mask or not. Unquestionably, it's the best thing to do. But with liberty comes responsibility. We cannot have liberty without responsibility to America that has given us this liberty. So I have the requirement, in my view, I have the responsibility to wear a mask when I'm close to others so I don't spread the virus. We have to all assume that we have COVID-19 at any moment. As we know, many of us are asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic. So let's just all assume we have the virus and let's do our things and don a mask to help protect our brother, our sister, our neighbor, our friend, and ultimately our healthcare workers in the process. We can do this, America. We can do this, Iowa City, Johnson County, Iowa. It's simple, actually. We know how this virus spreads. We know how to impact it. We know how to change this pandemic. Efforts like this, these groups of individuals up here is what will change this pandemic, but it'll take unity across the United States. The United States are not borders. It's, we need a united state of mind with a common threat, a common enemy right now is this virus upon the wellness of America. And we will do this, America, together. Thank you. So that ends our formal comments. We'll, we'll make all of the presenters available for questions. Thank you to the media and anyone watching at home for, for participating in this. Just one last, last comment before we, we wrap. Like, yes, this is about public health, and yes, this is about keeping our economy open, but there's one more thing I want people to consider as they think about whether or not to wear a mask. For many kids in our communities, that act of going to school in the morning, that might be the one place in their world that is safe. Might be the one place where they get food. Might be the one place where they have an adult that actually looks out for them. And if you wanna take that away from them because you can't be bothered to do the simplest thing, then I think you need to question your values. That's all we're asking for is people to make this minor inconvenience right now to have their responsibility to take care of each other. And if we can do that, the numbers will come down, the economy stays open, kids can learn, and we will be better together. So thank you very much for being here today.